into episode 62 of the Sources Say Podcast, your go-to Kentucky basketball and recruiting podcast on the Growing KSR Podcast Network. I am your host, Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, and today I'm happy to be joined once again by Sean Smith of Go Big Blue Country for another special edition of the Sources Say Podcast, back-to-back episodes with back-to-back massive news for the Kentucky basketball program. Sean, how the heck are you? Jack, I'm, I'm currently driving right now. The sky's dark, but it's definitely blue in the state of Kentucky tonight. <laughs> that's a good. That's a very, very good way to put it. Sky Clark, 2022 five-star guard, commits to Kentucky over schools such as North Carolina, UCLA, Memphis. He had a, just dozens and dozens of offers. He ultimately decides to choose Kentucky in a – very interesting commitment video. Um, his live feed, it was pretty laggy. It was uh, kind of kind of hard to get through, but we finally got to it. Uh, it's, it's officially official. Sky Clark is a Kentucky Wildcat. Uh, we went to go see him play in northern, in northern Kentucky just a couple months back this summer. Uh, I saw him down in, in Brentwood down, um, you know, er, earlier this summer as well. Seen him play several times now. We have a pretty good feel for his game, what he brings to the table, all that good stuff. Sean, your immediate reactions to Sky Clark officially becoming a Kentucky Wildcat? It's big news. It's uh, big news, too, that as of right now, he's in 22. So it's a centerpiece that John Calipari can kind of build that recruiting class around. And I think it's a big deal that it's the point guard. I mean, it's the floor general. That's I think that's a big deal, too. Sky can sort of go out and target some of these guys that he wants to play with and kind of be the – the point guard in recruiting. And uh, I just think it's big news. Uh, you know, a month ago, we kind of looked and we were wondering, will he go to North Carolina? I thought if he was going to say, yeah, I'm going to reclass, I thought North Carolina made sense now. But that he's staying in 22, uh, I think that's ideal for Kentucky. You, you get Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman in uh, 21. And if you can just get, if you can get Scott to stay in 22, if that's how it works out, man, that's a big time win and a big one for Joel Justice, who actually tweeted out a picture of the sky <laughs> not too long ago. So you know, Joel is uh, cracked one open, kicked up his feet tonight and he's celebrating. Very, very creative on Joel's part. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was absolutely hilarious. You bring up North Carolina, you bring up the, you know, kind of the back and forth, this commitment. So, uh, Travis and I talked earlier today. We're going to have him on, I believe, tomorrow. We're going to try tomorrow for his own, like, individual insider uh, show. But for tonight, our listeners tonight, give a little bit of a background for this. So we've been covering this recruitment for, I mean, shoot, since – I mean, he, he came on the Source to Say podcast back in February, uh, you know, right before his unofficial visit to Lexington. Uh, Travis – actually invited me up to Lexington with him, and we had dinner with Sky's family that night. Then when we traveled down to Nashville again to to, uh, uh, watch him play earlier this summer, we had Chick-fil-A with their family afterwards, sat there and talked for like an hour and a half, two hours. You know, we we had really developed, you know, Travis – Easily the, the closest person in this recruitment, especially to Sky's father. They were very, very close. Um, so anything he said on this show in the past, 100% believe him. He, the, he, he, there was nobody else closer in the game in, in, in this. So that's why we're, we're thrilled to have him. But uh, as, you know, as, as a little quick, quick primer leading up to it, Sky Clark has been silently committed to Kentucky since July. He committed on his uh, on the Zoom call with Kentucky right away. Um, it was a a massive get. This Kentucky coaching staff was excited. You know, this I mean, it was it was huge, huge news. 
they wanted to go public with it, you know, not long after mid-July. Uh, things kind of got into August or so. Um, Sky's dad was telling was telling Travis that this was a uh, that this was a done deal that they were going to announce publicly very shortly. You know, the and then it started. You know, weeks started turning into months, and we got to this point where it was like, okay. You know, you're ready to commit. You're you're silently committed behind the scenes. You're a Kentucky Wildcat behind the, behind the scenes. When are you going to go public with this? And that's where some of those questions started coming in, Sean. That's when the North Carolina started coming yeah. in, and you know, late buzz of of Memphis, and and it it got a little bit it got a little bit foggy there for a while. And I think um, the you know I think there was that one two week period or so where it was like man I think I think he's going to end up North Carolina I think he's going to I think we are trending away from a Kentucky decision and that he's going to end up at Tar Heel um, luckily that you know things shifted back in the right direction momentum shifted back in Kentucky's favor he ended up committing to Kentucky but again Sean you brought up another fantastic point about how popular this kid is this is you know and how he's going to be able to kind of hand pick who he wants to play with at Kentucky moving forward this is a kid that has over 200,000 followers on Instagram as a 17-year-old. He is one of the most well-liked basketball stars in the high school scene out there. Regardless of class, regardless of age, he is one of the most popular guys. And Sean, I want to ask you, you know, what do you think that does mean for the, you know, the future of the point guard position to have a player that is just so universally well liked. He's beloved. He's outspoken on social issues. He's a and and he, but it's more of a fact that people respect him for those decisions. You know, the the his peers in in his class, both 2022, 2021. You know, in the future, they all respect him and idolize him. They kind of see him as a role model for everything on the court, off the court, just, you know, as a person, genuine. I mean, just on on all fronts, he is one of the most well-liked players in high school basketball. What does that mean, Sean, to have that as your future point guard, especially on a recruiting front? What does that mean for the future of of Kentucky recruiting when it it revolves around Sky? Well, well, that's what I was going to say next. He's, He's a leader, and I think that's the thing that stood out to me the day that we went and watched him up in northern Kentucky, is the moment he walked in the gym, he joined a team that had lost like two or three games, and that team instantly started winning mm-hmm. just by adding him to it. And as you said, like you said, he, he speaks out on social injustice and things like that. He's there. I think he stands for everything that John Calipari and his Kentucky basketball program wants their players to stand for. And I think it's big that he's a point guard and he's universally liked, like you said. And I think it's huge that it's so early. Like, Nolan Hickman was Kentucky's first commitment for the 21 class, and it happened maybe two, three months before signing day. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Sky is a long time away from signing with Kentucky, and I think that that's what's big is it gives Calipari, in a time like this where Cal can't go out and recruit, the staff can't leave campus and recruit, it sends somebody out there into the recruiting world, a guy that's liked, a guy that has a reputation. Look at his Instagram following. It's massive. And, you know, committing on overtime and stuff like that. And I know the stream wasn't the best, but just having that platform, I think that's what's huge for John Calipari by getting Scott Clark and then staying in 22. Yeah. And and I think it, it should also be discussed that, okay, remember the Devin Askew situation. Think of – uh, what what that was when he committed originally? He was originally in the class of 2021. He he committed for the class of 2021 originally, 
And when it became apparent that, A, he was ready to make the jump, and, B, that Kentucky needed him, you know, especially after, you know, the the Cade Cunningham situation. I can't remember, did did those – did that kind of overlap? Um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I think Cade committed on November – I think he committed the, the very first – day of the season, the first Cade, the season opener against Michigan State, right? Um, and I guess yeah, signing... Yeah, committed then. Scott was, or uh, not Scott, sorry, Askew was October. He committed in October, but then he announced that he was reclassifying yep. on signing day, which was a couple, like a week or two after Cade, right? Yeah. Uh, I think, I'm pretty sure... Maybe that did overlap. Yeah. I can't remember well, if they already had Askew reclassed or not. We, what, whatever the case was, Askew was a guy that they had in their back pocket. They could say, okay, if we miss out on Cade Cunningham, if we miss out on another you know, top point guard prospect that we want right now, can't miss guy – we have Askew in our back pocket. Yes, we would. You know, it would be nice to have your future point guard locked up. You know, for the, for the the future class. But why not have a guy that you know is physically? You know, we've seen him play. Physically, he's ready to make the jump right now if he wanted to. Mentally, he's obviously there. You know, he's he's a guy that. It's going to come down to if he just flat out wants to make the jump or not. He he's a guy that he has that decision open for him. He he came on the Source of State podcast back in July after uh, receiving that Kentucky offer, and he said that he was taking the the classes necessary to make a jump. I believe the exact quote was. Um, I'm planning on taking all of my junior and senior year classes this coming year just in case I do reclass up so I'll be ready. I'm definitely considering it now. Nothing is set in stone yet, but it's definitely an option. I told most of the college coaches that I'm definitely considering reclassing up. I feel like it just depends on my development. I feel like my body is getting to the point where it's built enough. It's I'm physical enough to play at the next level at that level. So yeah, it just depends on how I feel going into the season, how my game goes, stuff like that. The early talk right now is that he's going to stay in 2022. Um but the early talk with most of the kids that are in this same position are that they're gonna that they're gonna you know stick with that original class. Um, but we've seen guys like Tyrese Maxey, and you know we've we've seen the Devin Askews of the world that that are adamant that they're not gonna make the jump until they finally do. But we've also seen the Tyrese Maxeys of the world that everybody thinks that because they're physically ready and mentally ready that they're gonna make the jump that they still just decide, well, screw it. I want to have one more year at high school. Why not? And and they ultimately decide to stick stick with it. Um, and and so this this could go either way. The early rumblings are that he's going to ultimately stick with 2022. That would be my gut right now. Um, but I think this is a decision that's going to go well into next year, well, next spring, next summer, before we get a final decision. Absolutely. And, and you know, too, there, there was a point, Jack, that, and you know this, that Kentucky was – pushing for 21 and then I think when they saw you know that 22 is where Scott's heart really is honestly right now at the moment that's when Hunter Salas's name started popping up and that's when I think Cal and the staff started looking at it like okay this isn't a bad thing if he stays 22 because now if we get Salas you got Hickman uh, you don't really know what's going to happen with Devin Askew so the point guard spot and that guard spot looks really good mm-hmm. now for next year and then you look at 22 with Sky. And I agree with you 100%. Sky's going to do everything and put himself in a position that he's in control of making that decision of whether or not he wants to reclass or not. I think he will do everything to put himself in that spot, and then he'll just be able to look at that U.K. roster. It might even be late next summer yeah. before something like that happens. But just looking at the options he has, he's definitely put himself in a good spot, and it, 
it's good to see that he went ahead and took advantage of that opportunity and committed. Yeah, I think I think you you hit the nail on the head with the Devin Askew situation. I think he might be the determining factor on whether or not Sky reclasses or stays in 2022. I think if if Devin Askew, you know, has a good year, not great year, and decides that he needs one more year to kind of establish himself as the guy, as the Kentucky point guard, then I think there's no reason for Sky to reclass. They already have Nolan Hickman. Odds are, you know, they're 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 trending in the right direction with Hunter Salas. That can be your core guard group with Devin Askew, Hunter, uh, Hunter Salas, Nolan Hickman, and then likely a grad transfer or whatever the case is, you have your core group of guys right there. And then if if Devin, just, you know, if Devin, I mean, that'd be fantastic if he has a good a year good enough to be a one and done. That'd be, I mean, that obviously means something went right for Kentucky this year. And uh, that would, I mean, that would open up the door for Sky to reclass and your your guard group to be Sky, Hunter Salas, and and Nolan Hickman, which is one hell of a group. So uh, this is this is really just a a can't lose situation for Kentucky. You either get a guy that is universally well liked with a year to recruit, a, a probably, I mean, I guess two years to recruit for uh, his his class. He's very close with Jaden Bradley. He's very close with you know Jalen Duran, the number two guy uh, player in the class that just received an offer from Kentucky. He's, I mean, he's he's close with everybody. So he has that all that time built up if he does decide to stick with his original class to recruit all day every day. And, and build a super class in, in Kentucky for, for next season while Kentucky is having a fantastic year this season and, you know, and, and things are already looking up for next year. I mean, the, the, things are looking really, really freaking good for UK right now given the timing of this. And, I mean, it's just, wow, what, well, what and, news? And that's the thing, too. Like, you, you mentioned the silent commitment, and Kentucky was pushing for it, you know, to go public. But given that you could pair this with the news of Olivier Saar and Jacob Toppin last night, this is really good PR for Kentucky basketball. And it always seems like Cal Perry kind of plans this stuff. Uh, I don't know if he's planned this because it's actually aligned. And then depending on what happens with Bryce Hopkins, this could be a week that you look at and be like, all right, Kentucky basketball is in the news. you got Arizona getting their notice of allegations and all this, and then here's all this positivity for the Kentucky basketball program. It all seems to work out in the end. It does. I mean, this is – what a week. You bring up a – yeah, I mean, that's that's the best way to put it. I mean, especially if this Bryce Hopkins news, if, if things trend Kentucky's way and, and he ends up committing there. We're talking Olivier Saar for 2020, Olivier Saar and Jacob, Jacob Toppin for 2020, Bryce Hopkins 2021, and then Sky Clark 2022 in the span of three, four days. So – Man, that's huge. Uh, before we, we're going to keep this episode short because again we uh, did an episode Wednesday night to break down Olivier Saar and Jacob Toppin, uh, and then we're going to have another follow-up episode whenever Bryce Hopkins decides to commit. There's been you know con- conflicting dates on that. I'm still hearing that Sunday is the most likely bet. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but we'll have another follow-up episode after that. Um, but before we uh, get you off here, Sean. Give me a, a, a scouting breakdown. What is what is Kentucky getting? on the court in, in Sky Clark, what did you like about his game? What does he need to improve on? And uh, just how good do you think he can be in Lexington? They're getting a, a, a dynamic score, Jack. Everything that we watched that day, I think they're getting a guy, too, that is very good in pick-and-roll situations. And I think that you're going to see that part of his game go to another level here, maybe his decision-making, some passing. I think he's going to want to showcase more of that game. I, I think he's uh, – under, I think he's going to be an underrated defender. I, I like his size 
six three. You, you look at him though, you don't think he's going to put his head on the rim, and then he's so crafty, and explosive. <laughs> yeah, finish with either hand. Uh, I think he just has that body that he can be a really good on ball defender. Uh, I think to a more maybe knocking down more consistent jumpers and things like that, and just uh, maybe some more uh, definitely strength and two changes in his body over the next couple of years. We have to keep in mind too. I think he just turned seventeen recently, mm-hmm. so. He's a young guy. He he was originally – he's in his original class. I don't think he ever was held back at any point. Nope. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I think you, it's it's about fine-tuning for him. It's it's he's He has no obvious glaring holes in his game where you go, ooh, that's something that he's got to get fixed. He's, he's a guy that right now he could – I mean, when, when I went down to see him down in Nashville – uh, earlier this this summer, he was playing against Alex Poit, playing with and or against Alex Poitras, Darius Garland, uh, Ian Clark, who won won a world championship with the Golden State Warriors, uh, uh, Robert Covington, who's you know one of the best three and D players in the NBA, has been for several years now. I mean, he was going up against overseas talent, NBA talent, and high level college talent, and. You could, you, I mean, you would have no idea that he was the 16. I believe at that time he was 16 year old, years old. You would have no idea yeah. he was the 16 year old. He was that good well, that, physically, exactly. f- physically proving himself <laughs> against pro talent. And that's what I'm saying too. Like he's strong right now. Just imagine how strong he's going to be by the time he gets on campus at Kentucky as his body does go through, you know, that, that period where he continues to mature even more and he becomes an 18, 19 year old kid. At Kentucky, so that's the thing is we're talking about a junior in high school that Jack. Honestly, I think he could step on the floor right now and compete with the guys in Kentucky's backcourt and with the guys in college basketball. But there's still some things that I think he'll want to fine tune about his game and uh, before he gets to Kentucky, I would describe him as a point guard that can score. I know he's listed as a combo, but I think that he's going to play the one at Kentucky, but he's the type of kid that you can slot off the ball of the two, and if you want to run some action, get him a shot. Like Kentucky did for Tyrus Maxey, Emmanuel quickly, I think that's the type of player they have is a guy that can go get a basket, a guy that's going to make things easier for his teammates, and it's certainly going to make things easier for John Calipari. And, and think of it this way. Corey Evans, who just got hired by the freaking Oklahoma City Thunder, called him – his favorite point guard prospect, one of the best scoring guards he has seen at the high school level in a very long time, and said he's easily his favorite point guard prospect in the class of 2022. He believes he's he's the best guard prospect in, in all of high school basketball right now, or at least pushing, trending that direction. If a guy is is his vision's it, underrated. Yeah, too. yeah. Like I, you and I stood under that basket that one day, and some of the passes and things, some of the seams that he was fitting balls into. I think that's very underrated about his game. I think people get so caught up in the scoring aspect of his game. He's, he can score at all three levels and get to the rim. His, his, his mid-range game, he has really good range on his three-point shot as well. But I think his passing is going to be what people are going to be surprised about when they see him is the, the pockets that he can fit some of these passes in and pick and roll. And he's just, he's just such a threat to finish at the rim over top of you. I, I really like this for Kentucky. I, I really like this guard and, uh, could be a guy that you might see bump up the rankings at some point. Yeah, I think he's a 
a, a can't miss five star prospect, very very could end up very well likely to end up in the top ten uh, of the recruiting rankings, regardless of the year. Um, I mean, th- this is a, a can't miss prospect. It was a situation that Kentucky wanted to get this kid locked up. They did, uh, and and we're all celebrating back to back days of massive news for the Kentucky basketball program. Uh, huge, 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 and and uh, we're hoping for for more big news when Bryce Hopkins decides to commit. All right, we will end it there. Uh, Sean, I thank you for for joining in. He's calling in uh, from from a, a soccer game right now, so I appreciate you dropping what you're doing to get give the fans what they want. Um, where can fans find your work? You can find my work at GoBigBlueCountry.com or on Twitter at GBBCountry. And just one thing, too, just I'm overwhelmed with the – positive reaction to when we announced last night that I've officially joined sources say as a permanent co-host, I received a lot of DMS, a lot of replies on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and I look forward to seeing where we go with this. Yeah. I got a bunch of uh, individual messages and, and texts and, and mentions on Twitter as well, hyping him up saying, man, this is a, about as good as it gets. When you get David, uh, who's so good at X's and O's, you get Sean who you're great at X's and O's. You're, you're great at this. And then Travis, I mean, shoot, he's not going anywhere. He's still going to be coming back for, for his own individual shows. I think we kind of talk, we'd like to get him on, you know, once a month, once every couple weeks, you know, whenever he has has some big stuff to talk about, he'd love to come back, and, and we're going to have him come back and, and kind of uh, expose a little bit more about this show as well. So, I mean, a lot of big, big things coming with this show, and and by the looks of things, lots of big, big things coming for Kentucky basketball. So uh, this is the, the can't-miss place to, to find all that information. Um, while you're at it, go listen to Sean's podcast, Kentucky Daily. They do a fantastic job with Derek Terry over at 24-7 Sports. Love what they do. Uh, I, I – uh, um, listen to it all the time. Big, big fans of theirs as well. So, Sean, I thank you for joining, and I thank you guys for listening to us, and uh, we will be back next time for another Jam Packed Sources Say podcast. We will see you there.